Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 27th of May. State governments across the country are promising emergency financial assistance to help with the soaring cost of living. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has announced a special rebate on electricity bills. Her state seeing some of the highest energy costs in the nation. We are going to provide Queenslanders with a $175 cost of living rebate. New South Wales and Victoria have also announced similar schemes for eligible residents. It comes as the energy regulator predicts power bills are set to increase by up to 20% from July. On the back of rising fuel and food costs, Andrew McKellar from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry says it's going to be a real challenge. They they will impact uh, businesses. They're they're flowing through to households. Uh, uh, So the real question here is whether businesses have to absorb Uh, those cost increases, whether they're going to be able to pass them through to their customers. Uh, Is it going to hurt profits? And we'll have more details on rising energy costs later in finance with Scott Phillips. In other news this morning, our new foreign minister is on her first solo overseas work trip in Fiji with the Solomon Islands and China top of the agenda. Penny Wong has promised a new Australia to Pacific allies, outlining the advantages of our country as a strategic partner as China sets out on its own diplomatic blitz in the region. Miss Wong says Australia will work with and listen to our Pacific family. Australia will be a partner that doesn't come with strings attached, nor imposing unsustainable sustainable financial burdens. We're a partner that won't erode Pacific priorities or Pacific institutions. We believe in transparency. Meantime, the fallout continues from the coalition's election loss with outgoing Veteran Affairs Minister Darren Chester set to challenge Barnaby Joyce for the Nationals' leadership. He's confirmed his intention to run, saying it's time for a change. In breaking news this morning, Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey has been charged with four counts of sexual assault against three men. The alleged incidents occurred in London between 2005 and 2008, as well as in Western England in 2013. The 62-year-old was removed from his starring role in House of Cards in 2017 amid sexual assault and misconduct allegations. And also breaking out of Hollywood this morning, Goodfellas star Ray Liotta has died at the age of 67. He passed away in his sleep in the Dominican Republic where he was filming a new movie. Back home now and cricket legends and former teammates will today farewell Andrew Simons, who's being remembered as a friend and legend of the game. A public memorial will be held in Townsville after a private funeral this morning. Former Australian batter Greg Blewett says Roy was and always will be loved by the cricketing world. Playing the game the right way, um, you know, it was an entertaining brand that he played and I think that's why he was so loved by uh, lots of the you know, the cricketing world and the cricketing fans. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, where thousands of Catholic school teachers are walking off the job today, just like their public school counterparts who went on strike earlier this month, the teachers are demanding better pay and better working conditions. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Catholic school teachers will rally near Town Hall in Sydney this morning. It's their first full-day protest in nearly two decades. Around 18,000 staff are skipping work. They say 
their wages aren't keeping up with the soaring cost of living. They also say chronic staff shortages have now reached a critical point thanks to COVID and it's bringing down the quality of learning teachers are actually able to deliver to their students. Independent Education Union Secretary Mark Northam says he hopes parents can understand. We're also trusting that parents will be understanding um, of the disruption um, because schools are already being disrupted on a daily basis with an incapacity to staff the schools correctly. Strike action is also happening in the ACT. To Queensland now, where new data shows the state has the worst ambulance ramping in the country. Our reporter Rob McLeod says figures released by the government show 42% of all ambulances have been forced to wait at the emergency department doors. The Queensland health data has confirmed what doctors and healthcare professionals have been repeatedly claiming, that hospital healthcare is the worst state it's ever been in. Patients are being kept in the back of an ambulance for sometimes hours, waiting for a hospital bed to become available. Health Minister Yvette Darth blaming the latest Omicron wave, staff COVID cases and the recent floods for the ramping problem. But opposition leader David Crisofulli says it's not good enough. After half a decade of decline, the Queensland health crisis continues to deteriorate under the watch of this minister and this government. They have stopped listening. They have stopped acting. They have stopped caring. The figures indicated once seen to in the emergency department, 60% of patients had to wait over four hours to be admitted to hospital. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Happy Friday, but it's certainly not happy news for many people across the country with those predictions that power prices will increase by up to 20% from July the 1st. Tash, good morning. That is the bad news. And as you say, there's something about knowing it's going to happen. Maybe even you might have guessed it was a lot. And then all of a sudden you see those numbers and you go, wow, that is an absolute whack. Up to 20% for small business customers in New South Wales. That's the highest of the numbers we've seen. 18% for residential energy customers in New South Wales, 12% in Queensland, about 10% in South Australia, others around the country. And it's again, not surprising. The detail, of course, is that we know that uh, energy prices, oil prices are going up, coal prices are going up. That's what's pushing Australian power prices up. A reminder, of course, by the way, to be a little bit political, the sun doesn't cost us any more than it used to. So maybe there's some uh, value moving towards <laughs> renewables, but I'll leave that editorialising aside and just say that unfortunately, in the next couple of months, we're going to have to put a little bit more aside, not only for rising rates, but for rising power prices as well. Yeah, and considering how wet it's been across the country, lots of people are using lots of electricity at the moment. Absolutely. In other news today, uh, Scott, it seems property developer Metricon's woes are far from over. Yeah, the company reassuring staff and customers everything's okay at the big building giant, one of the biggest builders in the country, of course, but reports in The Australian today that the New South Wales government is preparing twin rescue packages, one for the building industry itself, another for Metricon's customers who could be left high and dry. Now, maybe we all hope this is done with an abundance of caution is not needed. Uh, but when the New South Wales government is, is kind of you know, in here now trying to get this done, you know they're very worried at the least. And of course, we know how important the building industry is, the flow on effects to other retail sales, the construction workers, the suppliers, subcontractors. It's a massive, massive industry. And right now in particular, we really don't want to see some big builders continue to fall over. We've talked about three or four of them already mm. this year. Uh, rising, I can speak of rising prices, rising lumber and steel and wage prices continue to put pressure on those builders because they've done fixed price contracts, not allowing for enough inflation. I guess uh, if you did a, you signed a contract 12 months ago, you couldn't have imagined how bad inflation would be right now. But that's what's pushing their business hard and potentially to, if not over the brink. And Scott, uh, super contributions will increase on the 1st of July. That's good for our savings, but it's actually a wage cut. 
Yeah, well, it can be for some people. So the great news is super is going to continue to increase. Remember, we had to fight really hard this time last year to get the government to agree to put it up to 10% on July 1, 2021. It's going to go up to 10.5% this 1st of July. For some people, if you've got a total remuneration package and your boss says, hey, I'll pay you less and put it in super instead, you can make your own decisions about that. I'm going to editorialise again and suggest that uh, Bob Hawke uh, talked about employers being a bum for not giving people a day off on America's Cup Day. I reckon if you're going to take money out of people's wages rather than paying the extra, which is what the superannuation guarantee is intended to do, you might want to have a good hard look at yourself, but uh, it may happen. The good news is this is one of those, a little bit of pain now, a lot of gain in the future. The compound value of that, in fact, a new report out saying the superannuation pool will be up to $8.6 trillion by 2040. That's a tripling of where we are now. It is still a very, very good system. And yes, unfortunately, if your employer does take a bit out of your take home and wax it in the super instead, it's going to hurt. But at least try and think about it as forced saving. I know it's cold comfort with prices going up, but your future self will thank you, I promise. Absolutely. You have a beautiful weekend. Thanks, Scott. And you. Thanks, Dash. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Broncos' best player has sensationally demanded a release from his playing contract as the team prepares to face the Gold Coast tonight. Yeah, this has rocked everyone at the Broncos. Tasha Payne Haas demanding that he be released from his contract. They've been in uh, tense negotiations for a while now. He's actually contracted until 2024. They want to extend that, the Broncos, and he wants a lot more money, apparently more than a million dollars a season that they're currently offering. Now, of course, they face the Titans tonight, going for six wins in a row. Here's his skipper, Adam Reynolds, who told uh, Triple M he's confident it won't be a distraction. I've, I've spoken to Payne. He's assured us that he's playing tomorrow, and, you know, he's, he's a professional. He gets out there, and he, I know he'll do his job, and, you know, everything will look after itself. And Payne Haas said something similar on social media last night. Indigenous round kicked off in style for the Melbourne Storm, snapping their two-game losing streak. Cam Munster on fire with his dancing feet, his kicking game, and a one-on-one strip against the Seagulls that led to a try. Coach Craig Bellamy admits that he had been down on form prior to that. Probably got a little bit away from you know what he's good at, and you know, he went straight back to that tonight, and I thought he was tremendous, actually. I thought he was our best player. He, he was up there. So when he plays well, we'll we easily follow. Mention the Broncos and the Titans. The other blockbuster tonight is the Panthers uh, full house to watch them take on the Cowboys. And Brett, talking about blockbusters, Richmond's out to continue its very hot form against Sydney tonight. Yeah, going for five wins in a row against the Swans, who have been a bit patchy at home. They beat the Bombers, but the Bombers are struggling this year. Prior to that, they'd lost to both the Lions and the Suns at the SCG. So, big game tonight. Jack Rewalt will be the focal point in the Tigers' attack. Tom Lynch is out with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's been at the club for a number of years now. He's out of contract at the end of this season and addressed his future on Fox Footy last night. I'm a realist as well. Like, at 33 and I'll be 34 at the end of this year, like, it only takes poor a month of football to maybe lose a bit love or, or the club loses a little bit of love in me and my direction changes as well as other things in my life that I want to go and do too. So why not think about it as your, your last opportunity to do these sorts of things? The way he's playing at the moment though could see him going on for another season. And Brett to tennis now and Daria Saville gears up to create a new career best at the French Open as two tennis brats are at it again. Yeah, Daria Saville, great story, knocking out a uh, Petra Kvitova who's won uh, two Grand Slam singles titles to make it to the third round, has never been into the second week at Roland Garros, but now we've got Bernard Tomic and uh, Nick Kyrgios at it again on social media, going back and forth, Nick saying that uh, Bernard is the most hated athlete 
in the world. And now Bernard has told Nick to put his money where his mouth is, put a million dollars each on the line. So two million bucks in a winner take all match. Actually, wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, <laughs> here is a bit of uh, Bernard Tomic on social media. The only logical explanation is that I'm his idol. Uh, he's always been in my shadows growing up. But that's why anytime someone mentions my name to him, he pretty much he gets under his skin. I just can't stay out of the spotlight, those two. Cannot. Always entertaining. That's the silver lining. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. How about this for Friday drinks? The largest bottle of whiskey in the world has sold at auction for close to $2 million. The 311-litre bottle is 32 years young and stands at 1.8 metres tall with enough whiskey to fill 444 standard bottles. Buyers from around the world put up their best bids before a mystery buyer purchased it later on. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Happy Friday. Have a lovely weekend and we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listener.